0: You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search, focus that fire. And so we come together. Join us. Join the discussion. Welcome to Focused Fire Chat. Welcome back for episode 133 of Focus Fire Chat, recorded live on June 8th over on Twitch.tv slash Focus Fire Chat. As always, want to give a big shout out to our live chat here with us tonight. Thank you so much for joining us once again. Our topic for tonight's episode is going to be a look at the new information we have about Worm Gods. But first, let's run through a quick introduction of those that we have on the show for you tonight. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86 Next up, we have our own master of social media, the one and only green-eyed music lover. Green, hope you're doing well. How has the week treated you so far?
1: I'm still pouting from the last couple of things you guys said before we went live with this. Guys, I'm getting picked on for picking New Monarchy on just one of my accounts. Like, no. My week's been good. <laughs> been good. We won our first round. We're ready to go on for the next round for the PvP tournament. I'm nice. Doing good. I'm focused. I'm not dealing with your sarcasm and your shenanigans and the new monarchy hate and the French
2: yes, fry hate Yes you are. You? Yes you did, you
1: did you are Did you, you say the French you, fry hate? Is that what you just you, said? You, you 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 old men need to stop. I don't
2: I don't know. This is what happens
0: I'm, when I'm, you don't I wanna, piece I wanna the old know gods. I wanna know why why this translated into hatred of French fries. I don't I don't I don't mm-hmm. quite see that connection there. Was it because was I a, was it because we were talking or something? Yeah, was this is uh you, was this because You were
1: saying that is Hideo hanging
0: out handing out Big Macs?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, Cuz okay. you have the
1: color scheme. Well, I mean it's like McDonald's, It is the,
0: it is the Golden Arches, I mean. It's mm-hmm. not
1: the Golden Arches. Bot. <laughs> ah, you too.
0: Nope. Nope,
2: this is our, this is our chat tonight, actually. It's uh it's, it's harassing just, No, it's it's just about new monarchy and why you should never actually do anything with them.
0: Ever. Beard Beard's hijacking the show. We're not talking about worm gods anymore. Yeah. Nope, that's it's over. It's it's done.
3: You're over.
0: Fine. See ya. <laughs> well rounding out the usual team, we have the grizzly bearded cultivator of Spinfoil himself, Beard Grizzly. Beard, how are you doing tonight?
2: Uh, Well, I was doing good until Green had to ruin my night with things about, like, new monarchy and stuff. I
1: didn't start it! You two started this! (laughs) You two started this! I cannot get pinned for this! I am...
2: So, so yeah, my sass is just fine. Um, That being said, uh, I am very glad that it is Friday because I actually have a Saturday off tomorrow. Oh, Uh, Not that I'm actually going to take a Saturday off because we all know me better than that. Uh, but that being said, I am very happy that it is Friday and I do not have to work with my coworkers tomorrow because that is <laughs> a thing.
1: Coworkers are are stupid. Sometimes. They
2: sometimes can be. They they certainly are. Uh, yes,
0: interesting. Yes, I'll go with
2: that. Yes, okay. we'll go with interesting.
0: A challenge diplomatically. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. last last week we asked the community to uh, rank the worm gods in terms of power. And Green, I I don't know. Did we get did we get any responses
1: to that? We one? got one. We got oh. one. It was it was a little harder question, I think, and that was something that he called out on this. It's just like you don't have enough information to really rank them mm-hmm. one to mm-hmm. five, which is a totally fair question or fair statement. But um, it was from. Cal9, Calix underscore Martinez on Twitter, and he said, I would argue we don't have enough information at all, but if Zol feared Yule, then we can probably say Yule is more powerful than Zol. I guess mm-hmm. Yule is the most powerful if Zol only feared it and not the others. That Zol feared Yule the most. Which is a fair point. But, we're going to get into kind of the Zol and Yule dynamic because I wanted to talk a little bit about how certain worm Mm. gods ate on the flesh of the Leviathan in the Books of Sorrow Mm
3: -hmm.
1: one of whom actually met and killed Ish
0: Ish
3: (laughs) Ish Made Um. him
1: gas all over the place Let's say (laughs) that (laughs) Because he just dissipated into a smoke cloud of toxic fumes
0: Oh, man. Well, what do you – so since since next week is kind of your uh, your fun one, do you have a question ready for next week?
1: I do, and this one's going to be an easy multiple choice. I say that easy air quotes because we're talking about the concierge files or better known as the fry files from the Mars uh, terminals. And the question is, is what is the most important thing we learned from the concierge recordings on Mars? Is it A, about Engram technology, B, exoscience, C, Rasputin's capabilities, or D, the Warsat network? Now, granted, there are six of those files, but some of them kind of, kind of go together a little bit. But I kind mm-hmm. of just picked some of the major overarching themes. So easy question for next week. What's the most important thing? And I say that laughing. Um, What's the most important thing we learned from those fry files? (laughs) Good luck. Uh, Good luck.
0: Well, I know everyone here is actually looking pretty forward. I know we're looking forward to diving into the discussion that we have for tonight. So let's run through our standard intro notes and then we'll get right into it. In our last episode of Focus Fire Chat, we discussed Halo as a part of our monthly Extra Lore Recap. If you ever miss an episode and would like to catch up, please be sure to check out focusfirechat.com for archives, articles, and links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat. If you don't mind, please rate, and if you can, review a show on iTunes, Podbean, or whichever podcasting app you use to enjoy podcasts. Reviews are extremely helpful, as they not only let us know what we can do better, but help us stay on the charts, which helps others find our amazing community. To those of you who have already taken the time to leave us a review, thank you. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross community gathering where the intent is to offer a week long, in depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. This chat begins every Tuesday morning and runs until the following Tuesday, with topics decided by the group via a poll that begins every Friday and ends on the Tuesday morning of the new chat. Every Friday, at around 10 p.m. Central, we get together to stream a high level summary of the previous week's chat for those who are unable to participate. Please be sure to also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, links of which can be found in our show notes or on our website. If you're a fan of lore in all its various forms, be sure to also check out thelorenetwork.com where you can find a wide variety of some amazing content that covers a number of different titles and mediums. Our next chat is going to be a discussion on what we lovingly call the Fry Files, or the Concierge AI from the Clovis Bray facility. As always, please be sure to weigh in on the poll this weekend to let us know which topic you want to discuss after that. Links to that poll can be found on either Twitter, at Focus Fire Chat, or within our Discord server. With all this being said, here's Green with a high-level summary of tonight's topic.
1: I am Yule, the Honest Worm. Behold my passage. Behold my vast displacement, my ponderous strength, my great and coiling length, my folded jaws and curled wings. Wait a second. Wings? What wings? Zol didn't have any wings. And from what we can tell of the god-turned-inside-out-windsock-turned-ship-slash-throne-world, Aka didn't have wings either. What about the other worms? creepy Miss Creeperton has blights on Io that chant their names still. Although, this is all except for Akka. (laughs) Rip Windstock Worm. What happens now that Zola's gone? Or, is he? He disintegrates after we battle him in front of Rasputin. Also, was he always there under the ice of Hellas Basin? Some answers we have others are going to continue to be a mystery for a while longer but let us discuss what we do now know about the worm gods
0: before we jump into the information and thoughts the community had about worm gods however let's have a quick chat about this week's lost lore Right, so <clears throat> what are you guys thinking for Lost Lore this week? You guys, I was going to say there was someone that asked something in chat. Actually, if you don't have something,
2: not going to say if we want to if we want to do that. That's fine. I was going to go with like the books of Saur and such like that, but that's mm-hmm. fine.
0: Well, I think so, I saw earlier in chat someone had mentioned the uh, fact that worms are not the same as the hive, mm-hmm. um, and I guess. Someone had made a comment about that's not, uh, for some reason, that's not, like, super common knowledge. Right. Um, I think that's so, a good
1: thing to talk about. I think, I, think that's
0: a, I think that's an easy thing that we can talk about quickly, too, right?
1: Yep. Right.
0: Um, it leads back to actually what I was
2: okay, saying cool. anyway. Hey, that, so that, that works. works
0: even better. Um, so, in case you didn't catch it, the worms are not the same as the hive. Nope. Uh, yep they are the reason that we actually have the hive um yeah i'm done that 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 was okay. a pretty easy loss for right
1: so the worms were <laughs> sorry not, i didn't i didn't as mean as to know. be i
0: don't mean to be like an <laughs> a as butt far as about we it, know, the
1: <laughs> introduction of the worms comes in the book of sorrow where the three Mm. sisters dive down in the needle ship and the leviathan warns them about the things in the deep or warns them not to go too deep, essentially. And what they end up finding is kind of the worm gods and the worm larvae, uh, the, um, what is he called, a familiar?
3: Mm -hmm. The uh, white white worm. Yeah, the the larva.
1: And the leviathan ends up eventually dead and eaten by one of the or two of the warm gods they essentially make the, the the deal that might be a good place to start the Faustian the bargain the Faustian bargain with so, the hive
0: real quick what I also want to kind of point out too is there's a little interesting correlation between the the description of um. so everyone also uh, let me let me kind of back up Everyone attributes the hive to a very vampiric race. Um, And there's an interesting connection in the fact that the uh, familiar that the Ossium king has is called the White Worm. Uh, It's a it's actually a uh, I don't know if you would call it a short story, but it was a short uh, novel that Bram Stoker actually wrote called The White Worm. Um, and for those who, who might not know where I'm going with the connection there, Bram Stoker is the one who kind of put Dracula on the map as far as major vampiric mythos back in the day. Uh, so there, there's just like a, there's like a weird little interesting trivia connection there that I found, I've always find kind of interesting, but yeah. Okay. So worm gods, first thing we hear about is them in the books of sorrow. We hear about them. Uh, and obviously they're they're on fundament, right? Uh, it's actually kind of let us, we're led to believe that the reason almost that fundament is around is kind of because they're kind of it kind of feels like they're being kept there uh, as prisoners. Would you guys agree we're with that assessment?
1: Different races to, or at least that's what they claim is that they've been calling all of them there
0: right and they're they're searching for you know the ever elusive um perfect host i guess you would say um and you see you see that with the sisters and the worm gods in this in this kind of bargain that they make and the reason we call it or that i call it a faustian bargain is because even as you're kind of reading this and obviously you know we're reading this we know the end of the story the hive kind Mm -hmm. of get the the short short end of the stick um and I mean, they get immortality in a way, I guess. But at the same time, it's not really—it's not really the best version of immortality. Um, yeah. So, in, and so that's and the Faustian bargain for those who are not familiar with that term uh, actually comes from a poem. Uh, I think it's just Faust, I believe, if I remember that off the top of my head.
2: Faust. It's Faust, too. Faust.
0: Faust. 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 Mm. Uh, in which a individual Bart makes a bargain with a devil who goes by the name of Faust, and he, mm-hmm. I believe, it is for knowledge in the actual story, um, mm-hmm. but it ends up not going exactly well, as you can imagine. Making deals with devils, um, it's not probably your wisest decision to do, and so yeah, and that's where the term Faustian bargain comes. It's it's basically you make a bargain and at first it seems like it's a good idea. Um and it doesn't it doesn't tend to turn out that great. Mm-hmm. So do you guys want to beard? I know you have you, you've done a video on the have you done the video on the the actual worms or did you just do the one on um Zol? Oh I've done uh I've,
2: done, done, it done... On Zol. I've uh, done, done it on all. the originals, yeah. I've, okay uh, I've actually covered multiple angles at this point.
0: Okay. I was going to say, do you want to kind of maybe, did I miss anything that you are like blue, blue, seriously?
2: (laughs) That kind of covers everything that I can think of. Uh, It's just to, to remember that, uh, you know, the, the hive and what we've seen of Zol, they do seem like they've taken up similar aspects uh, it does seem like each of the uh, the the hive do still look their own way I guess mm-hmm. you could say is the, the best way to put it but again they've kind of picked up these aspects but they've also been around for possibly millennia uh, at least we've, we've realized that it is more than millennia uh, we are not sure of an exact time on like age of the worms uh, we are also not sure of time on how how old like Oryx and all of them have been. Uh, I have always at least thought that it is somewhere in the vicinity of uh, at least 25,000 years. Uh, but if it was if there is any credence to the hive underneath uh, Mars uh, underneath Hella space and showing up before that, it could be somewhere more in the area of billions. Uh, which is why I think that is such an important time period to figure out because it could actually give us more of an idea of like when, uh, most of this stuff kind of starts between the hive, uh, the worms and so on. Uh, that is a a big key component to figuring out a time period for, uh, most of really when all of this, uh, this kind of starts or when it really does come to a head with the, the hive going against the traveler.
3: Okay,
1: and we're not the first group that the Hive have gone up against. The thing
3: mm-hmm.
1: that I want to kind of, I kind of want to just remind people is that the Hive have been kind of sort of chasing the Traveler this whole time, but they've mm-hmm. taken out multiple races along the way,
0: including their own. Yep. Yeah. At so, least so we're, I guess, that's, so we
2: think. Yeah.
0: Well, but I mean, so sorry. <clears throat> um, I don't mean the Hive. Before the Hive became the Hive, they were a race that was known as the Krill. um, Or, well, that's the name that they gave themselves in the Books of Sorrow. And Mm -hmm. there was, there's a period at which after, so in the bargain that they make with the Worms, uh, the Mm -hmm. Worm Gods, they basically become host to the offspring of the Worm Gods, mainly, mostly, Mm -hmm. mostly it's Yule. Uh, yep. which we'll, I know we'll, we'll probably get into in a bit um, but so like they, they are literally becoming possessed they become uh, a symbiotic host it's not necessarily a it's a, not
1: like possessed in the I take over your mind though necessarily it's they become beholden
0: yeah and and honestly though I don't I don't know because sometimes it feels like it might actually I don't, I don't we'll get into that in just a second Um Because what I was going to say is the uh, the actual first kind of war that they really engage in is a holy war on on fundament. They are they're basically tasked with you are going to convert. You're going to convert people to the cause of the worm gods. And if they refuse, you kill them. And they do. But they they, that's how they that's how they recruit their forces within the, the hive. And the, right. the thing that I always find fascinating about that whole story is the fact that at the end of it, right before they, they escape Fundament, this kind of gives you an idea of how pop, how populated Fundament was. The hive, the hive's army that escapes, or well, not even that escapes, the hive's army that existed before their escape from Fundament was only 2% of the population on Fundament. Mm-hmm. And it was, and now granted, they were a very formid, formidable Uh, military force because the way that they escape was they managed to have they they performed a slaughter at a at a location called Kaharna Toll and it was through that slaughter and the the sword logic that they learn uh or basically i i always kind of see it as blood magic but basically they gain enough power through the slaughter that the worms are able to to escape the orbit of fundament they're actually able to kind of carve their way through space mm-hmm. um so but I mean I go back to the fact that this whole thing happens and they've only they've only converted two percent of the planet before right. they before they just get up and leave um and then there's they shortly proceed to go to war with the uh who is who is next the cephalopods the amnonites i believe was uh, the next? The yes. yep
2: yeah, part of the ecum,
0: ecumen. Yeah, vex one point oh. What?
3: Um, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so green. I don't. I didn't mean to cut you off. But do you, what, no. what were we? So what did you have about the the worms?
1: I oh, I don't even remember at this point where I was going.
0: Fair enough. Okay, I don't. I don't know. To be fair, neither <laughs> do I. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. So. So war has always been a present in the Hive, uh, which is, you know, for most people, that's not, that shouldn't come as a giant surprise. And that kind of stems from the directive, I guess you would call it, that kind of gets passed down to them in, in, um, it's really hard to talk about the Hive without bringing like theology and religious connotations into it because they, they kind of, they kind of are... Um, they worship the worm i mean the worm gods i mean it's right there they kind of they worship them as deities <clears throat> and insofar as that that what that translates into is whatever they get told is you know bespoken to them from the worm gods is basically holy text and you know it's their it's their uh, moral directive, i guess you would say to do. And so, one of the big components of the the Warm Gods from the very beginning is this concept of what's called sword logic, and this is a this is a <laughs> a hairy Apparently topic. My dogs
1: are really upset about the sword logic. I I
0: don't blame them. I, a lot of people are upset about sword logic, mostly because most it's it's really difficult to explain what sword logic is. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: I mean, I think Toland does a pretty bang-up job, or at least comes close to it. But it's still, it's still not entirely explained or easily understood what what everything or what every element goes into with sword logic. The the easiest emphasis that he places on it, of course, is the, the simple concept of like, I beat you, and I basically take your power in a way. Uh, and we kind of see that with the sisters, especially when, uh, or at least after Oryx, uh shortly becomes Oryx, mm-hmm. uh, after slaying Sabbathoon and uh, Zivu Arath uh, right. in the Books of Sorrow. So in that regard, it's a a partial taking of the idea, which is kind of why, uh, or taking a power, which is basically the simple examples or understanding of like what the Hive kind of built themselves off of. Uh, think of the light in, in the opposite realming. The uh, light is more about cooperation and uh, working with each other in a lot of ways, uh, or could be argued that it is. Uh, we don't necessarily gain our power through taking against each other, we gain our power through understanding each other. The Crucible is not a place for us to do battle, it is a place for us to understand each other's tactics and learn from each other. Uh, that is how we basically learn in that regard. The same is true of our uh, technology where a lot of it is actually gained through uh, through understandings of the light and so on which the Traveler gave us the ability to understand. Uh, that's where it all kind of comes from. It stems from a, a matter more of taking than it is of giving uh, which is the base idea with sword logic as a whole. Uh, but again, I think Toland does a, a fairly good job of breaking down how it works it's still not perfect but it it works he also didn't know everything Mm -hmm. uh you know we we kind of have a bigger a bigger picture thanks to the books of sorrow and he theoretically did not have that script uh before ended up uh he went to fight crota so we're again i think he does a, a pretty good job with that can
1: okay can we distinguish the sword logic between the hive sword logic and just standard evolution. Uh, evolution. Yes. I think, I think so, that's
0: an excellent point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I guess if you
2: start talking about something like uh, cosmic law or otherwise, that's uh, that's very fair.
0: Well, that's I think, the... I, yeah, I think it's more even kind of not, not, sorry, not to cut you off there just real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more about like a lot of people ascribe sword logic to Darwinism. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, survival of the fittest going right. And, and to, a, to a degree, that's that's a it's a gross oversimplification of sword logic, because mm-hmm. sword logic um, to kind of go into the philosophy a little bit, sword logic isn't just I mean, yes, to, to put it simply, yes, sword logic is survival of the fittest. However, mm-hmm. it's also dealing with the intent of why you are doing, why you are doing harm against the other. Whereas right. with, uh, with the traveler and as far as, as far as we know, uh, cause there's a lot of theories about, you know, is, is there a good and evil necessarily in destiny? And there's, there's really good points on both sides of that argument to be fair. Um, but as far as the darkness and the sword logic go, the intent is to, have what's usually what I refer to as an egocentrical gaining of power, whereas mm. the power of the light and the power of the traveler at least as far as the guardians are concerned, is more of an allocentric it's It's more about we become more powerful when we team up uh whereas the the hive really focus on I am the sharpest blade you know i i I am the sharpest blade, not we are, you know, we are not the most powerful, it's me. Right. Um, yeah. And I think that's really the distinction. And it's it's a very fine line. It's a very, very uh, delicate um, difference, because it's all about the intent. It's all about the intent. And I think that's, to me, that's where, when we start talking about, like, Darwinism and extreme Darwinism and stuff like that, it's, it's yes but you can make the same argument for for the guardians to to really be honest the the guardians also participate in a form of logic because the other thing is if you look at sword logic as you know anyone who's played an rpg right you beat you beat the goblin you get experience points and after you beat a certain number of goblins or whatever you know whatever system you're playing in after you beat a certain number of enemies you you level up well you know Guess what? Guess what we're doing in the game? You know, I mean, when you run strikes, when you run against Crucible, you you gain experience, you level up. And right. that's that that is a form and I'm going to dodge Damo because I can feel his wrath right now. Uh-huh. That is a form of a logic of the sword, but that is not the sword logic that we see with the hive in in my opinion. Cuz again, right. again, the intent, the intent is to not It's not, um, I don't want to say malicious, but it's not as dark.
1: Well, even in like Crucible, even in Crucible, even though we are killing each other and gaining experience points during that, it's not necessarily a sword logic because we are working together as a team to accomplish a, a goal together. The only Crucible I would say that maybe is slightly sword logic-y is Rumble
0: mm-hmm. which um, you know it's interesting that you say that because Rumble is also the one that you have the least amount of light to use mm-hmm. if you look at it that way it's almost you're running at a, a severe disadvantage because you're using light as in the form of sword logic and it's it's you know you're you're hampered you're hampered by it. If you want to, if you want to kind of explain Rumble in a, in a lore sense, that could be actually the you could have, you actually could have just touched on the reason why Rumble is the way it is, It's because mm-hmm. we're not we're not using our powers the way they should be.
1: Should we start answering some of the? I mean, God, that's kind shit.
0: of a good inter- <laughs> chat. We're just obeying the Crimson Eye. <laughs> God. God. <sighs> uh, There's
1: your dark. Is it dark, dark tower?
0: tower? Dark tower reference. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Dark
3: the crimson crimson king. Um,
0: no, Farson, Farson needs to just die, anyways. So, um,
1: can we talk about this whole Pete's dragon aspect and how the worms are not really <laughs> flying dragons?
0: <laughs> um, aren't they?
1: They're just they're
0: they're wind socks. They're I sand mean,
1: sand worms. They're dune sandworms.
0: Yes. See, I, I that Look, if we're going to start talking sense. about spice, so I'm going to have a problem must, here. Spice right? must flow, Beard. The spice and must flow.
1: During the mission where we kill Zol, it gets all green and fuzzy, spicy in the outsides of your vision, because Rasputin's a jerk face and calls him to you.
0: I mean, I mean, she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. The spice must flow for the worms to come. Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> look at Look at it. Look at it.
0: Look at it this way. At least we didn't have to face a man worm thing oh
1: that uh, had
0: psychic powers. Okay.
1: At least we didn't have to face Sting.
0: That that's even more. Actually, that's a very even better point. Sting yeah. in
1: his really bad haircut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel the grizzly coming out. Um Let's move on into: Do the worms have wings? So or do obviously they have wings.
2: Obviously, Yule does because he's honest, and we all know that worms are completely and utterly honest and don't lie or anything. Uh, there's
0: there's a difference between lying and telling the truth. Like, yep. or, or, sorry, d- there's a difference between lying and not telling the truth. Yes, because lying, you can you can tell the truth. And not be honest. And omit. Like, yeah, it's like wow. sales, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. I like that one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, I I was actually going to say, you know, what that kind of what that kind of seems to me to kind of point out is that uh, the worms are have all evolved to look different.
3: Hmm.
0: Um, I think that it's it's again uh, maybe a hint that not all the worms are the same. You know, we right. and it's, it wouldn't by any means. It's not a huge stretch of the imagination to see an enemy race of different types. I mean, look at the mm-hmm. Cabal, for example. Right. True. And that is tr- if you if you, you know, just kind of refer back to uh, draconic mythology, you have even there you have different um, genotypes, I guess, or phenotypes. Mm-hmm. Phenotypes, mm-hmm. I think, is the proper term for that um, within the same. You know, classification of, this is a dragon. Oh, really? Well, it looks like a giant land snake, but it's mm-hmm. a dragon. Right. It's a dragon from China.
1: Right, but even a lot of the dragons... I guess dragons from China don't have wings at all. Nope. Okay.
0: Eastern Eastern dragons tend to not have any wings. They will tend to have uh, at least four feet. Some of them have more, but it's generally... Mm-hmm. It's, it's they're really usually, spread out. They're usually much more salamander-like. Um, mm-hmm. Which actually is a Western variant of a dragon is a salamander, and salamanders right. don't have wings either. There, are, there. I mean, there are some, and then you have wyverns. Like wyverns don't have freaking. They only have wings, or mm-hmm. well, technically they have two legs, but you know. So I mean, even even within the Western mythology, you have um, you have a drastic difference within the phenotypes of. Uh, right.
1: dragons. and its size is an indication of power. Zol was significantly smaller in circumference, I guess you could say, unless Akka got stretched out. <laughs> I mean, I can't, I just, I don't even know. I'm how sorry, to go I can I can't, I can't, <laughs> <laughs>
3: broke I mean, blue. I'm
0: not, I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to edit it because it's really funny and it's completely, it's, really, it's completely
1: it's safe. True. It's true. <laughs> It's true, too. It's like a legitimate... It's a legitimate comment that contributes chat, to the conversation. chat's
0: like, oh, God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, um, there's much worse things that I could say. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Nope. Oh, no.
3: Nope. Nope.
1: I'm going to type it into chat, and you guys carry on.
0: <laughs> All right. And That's Blue fine. Will, Blue I will understand. try not to break. Uh, uh-huh. You know, I, I kind of... <sighs> I can see where that argument actually uh, does have a bit of uh, of it it holds water because you also realize that Yule describes himself as holding uh, fecund cities, like Mm -hmm. he he. I mean, he portrays himself as being this vast, vast creature, and then you know again, yeah, you're I mean, Green, you're right. Zol is like. Xol does not have cities growing on him. You know, Akka is the size of a ship, which is still, I mean, that's that's immense, but the power, you know, the power, the more powerful. I mean, you kind of see that in the Hive in general, too, right? And it's, again, not yeah. just the Hive. You see that with the Fallen. You see that with the Cabal. Um, the You know, the Fallen uh, is all based around how much um, ether they've consumed, which is the importance <laughs> of the uh, Elder Cipher and all that. Mm-hmm. um you have the cabal uh being i don't really do, do we ever get an explanation of why certain cabal are larger is it just the the morphs do we ever get a mm-hmm. did, i want to say it's something with the gas but i can't
1: nothing's super clear that i know about i know
0: that the morphs i mean because like you have the colossi and then you have cent, like centaur or cent, uh, centurions oh, yeah.
1: If, it's, mm-hmm. if we're talking like generalized theory of power, uh, it's even seen today in politics. The taller, bigger people in, tend to be in power more easily. So it could just be a matter of literally they're the biggest ones out there.
0: All I hear is that green does not have a future in politics. No. No.
2: But
1: I am good at other things. I tend to actually disagree. A lot of politics. I
2: mean, so. if if Callus was in charge, you'd be fine because he was okay with music, so uh, yeah. there's always that.
1: Callus was also a glutton, so, you know. there's there's For that.
2: punishment. There's always. Yeah, oh,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. No.
0: Also, um. being an idiot. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Beard has a strong opinion about this?
1: There's <laughs> things that I'm surprised Beard doesn't have a strong opinion about, but.
0: Um, the other but yeah, going going back to the worm gods, I again I, I think that uh some which, which worms actually. Yeah, actually well there's there oh man that is there we'll is get that point. There. We're we'll gonna get, get there. there. We'll get uh, there. Uh, yeah. Which way like,
1: are we gonna go to get there? The
0: the uh, interesting I'll thing for me the interesting thing for me, to be honest, when we're talking about the so- like the like the actual physical size is we actually don't have descriptions of all the worms.
3: No.
0: We know, we we can approximate, you know, that Yule and Akka were, were fairly large, especially since even, well, and actually we don't even really know the full size of Akka. We know that
3: mm-hmm.
0: parts of him were scrimshawed, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if you know what a scrimshaw is, that means that that's only a itty bitty piece of him.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And And so, you know, and he's the dreadnought, which, you know. We've all seen the dreadnought in the game. It's it, it's a massive ship. So right. if that's a scrimshaw of Akka, that's that's saying quite a that's you know that's that's a pretty bold statement there as well. But yeah. then yeah, you're I mean you get you're, you're you know Green you're you're spot on with the whole thing of like well then what does that say about Zol?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The other thing about Zol is Zol has been <sighs> exile might not be the best term for it but it kind of i mean he's been it's excommunicated from the worm yeah. gods i don't sorta. but he's he's still revered which is the
2: the interesting thing there's still
0: well they and still
2: that, talk about him or they they have a Oryx still has a chest that's related to him that's true and the least, and
0: so. there's there's the chest of zold there's a mormu mm-hmm. from yeah. destiny 1 who is in yeah. charge of the summoning pits I mean that's you know where they where they form ogres so yeah. you know that's not a small responsibility um no. which I I have my own theory about that cuz that ties into where we get ogres from uh, especially golgroth mm-hmm. uh which actually that that is a good point to bring this up the The information that we got for Destiny Two about the Worm Gods or for uh, Warmind, especially that I was really happy to get, was we actually got titles for all of them. Yep. And the titles titles actually make uh, a lot of their placement within you know whatever pantheon you want to you want to describe. They make a lot of sense, especially Ears, because mm-hmm. Ear is the one that always seemed to get in Zol's way because Zol so Zol. For the right so uh you have Yule, the honest worm, Akka, the keeper of se- or the worm of secrets, Ur was ever hungry, Ir was uh, keeper of order, keeper of order, and then uh, Zol Zol was Will of the Thousands. Yeah. And we also know from the Grimoire that Zol was very, very anti actually very anti hive for a large part of it. Because he's actually the one that sent Golgoroth to eat the Hive. And Eir yes. is the one that kind of taught the Hive how to control Golgoth and the Ogres. And, you know, kind of save them, in a way, from Zol. And since he's the the Keeper of Order, that actually kind of makes sense, if you would. Uh, he's kind of the one that was like, no, no, Zol, you can't eat our pets.
1: So talking or... about eating eating something, I actually made a boo boo in the summary a bit. Zol was not the one who ate the Leviathan, it was Yule Yule, Yule and, and
0: uh Ur. And which makes mm-hmm. me think that Er is actually the second in charge or second in That's command. That's
1: what I was wondering too. It... But
0: but also because if he's a, a like a Justicar, that would make sense too. If he's like a you know, a sheriff of the worms. Which is a really weird thing. Now I have a picture of a giant worm with a sheriff's star. Where would yeah. you put it? At? On his forehead. Where else? Right on his mouth.
3: Mm, that's Open a little wide.
1: weird. Anyway, so talking about the power that the worms tend to like consume.
0: Mm-hmm. And you also, um, but that also goes back into the vampiric mythos. Because they are fed light. That's where they they are constantly um, being given tribute, I guess. Which, Mm -hmm. you know, again, vampires and light as being life force, it makes kind of a lot of sense.
1: Well, there's that, and then there's also the fact that the different types of tribute that go to the Mm -hmm. different gods... Um, Zol had an abundance of thrall.
0: hmm Which makes, yeah.
1: And so I would, it would, like, Will of Thousands, his power, if the tribute line went the same direction as what the Hive tribute line tends to go, that would imply that Zol just had a bunch of, like, little little fundraisers. with <laughs> the, Little bake with sales. Little bake sales with the with the uh, thrall, but Worm God's like, who who was the one who gave the worm to? Was it Yule who gave the worm to Oryx?
0: Yes, Yule gave the worm to. Well, supposedly all three.
1: Mm-hmm. Of the so of the it, siblings, which is interesting because Yule is just if Yule is the head of all of it, and he's kind of almost the eventual bad guy. When it comes to the Hive, as far as taking care of them, his tribute's coming from everywhere in some respects that are part of the brood.
0: Right, because, um, because if he's getting tribute directly from the siblings, well, they're getting the majority of tribute from everyone else. Right. And so it's just, Yule is the tippy top of the pyramid scheme that is the Hive.
1: If they all indeed follow the pyramid scheme. I actually, you ready for the question that I got that this week that was really good that actually made me pause a little bit? Yeah. Do worms follow the same sword logic that the Hive do? Do they okay. follow the own rules that they impose on the others?
0: Do you want my honest opinion? Yes. I think they're playing the Hive like a freaking fiddle.
1: So you think that they don't have to follow the sword logic the same I, way?
0: I think that they have to follow, I think they have axioms to which they have to they have to. Adhere for their existence. One, one being, you know, uh, we, we see, uh, Yule and Akka are both bound to speak only truth, uh, especially Akka because Akka, Mm -hmm. if Akka speaks it, it becomes true. Um, but again, I go back to just because I have to speak the truth doesn't mean I have to be honest. And you, you see all of these, I don't know. I I get it also kind of goes into the fact that I see this as a true Faustian bargain. Um I think that the hive are just pieces of pieces on the board between two much larger players. Mm-hmm. Um and honestly I even kind of have the feeling that the worm gods are pieces on the board as well. But that's kind of more of a, a spin-foil theory on my own than anything.
3: Mhm.
1: What do you think, Beard? Do you think the the worms follow sword logic in the same way that they impose on the others?
2: No, I don't think so, actually. Um, I think it's in the same mannerism in a lot of ways, only because I think they are giving the Hive an eventual need, if you will, to uh, carry out their dirty work in a mm-hmm. way,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Uh, just so that they don't have to. That's the best way I think I can kind of put it. Well, and... uh, but I think it is more of just a a means for them to have some additional control and not have to worry too much about what it is that's going on and worry about and uh, put themselves in danger. Granted, the the worms themselves are also not very, I guess you could say, commonplace. So they're, it's not like they're a very large group to begin with. So well, by the worm. I would only really expanded their forces. So.
0: Well, but I would I would differentiate there because I don't think the worm gods, like true worm gods, are. But worms themselves, I mean, every single hive has a worm in it. Mm-hmm. So the the offspring of the worm is you know rather commonplace. But I think the true worms, or you know, however we want to edge into that that entire conversation about what are the worms and you know are they are they deformed versions of the wish dragons. Um interesting
1: well, to know whether or not the worm gods the reason why they chased the traveler were they the original race that was brought like met the traveler the worms themselves, the worm gods
0: well, I mean some would argue but and and I, I don't know like i I think i kinda I might be carrying the metaphor that destiny has a little bit too far, but darkness exists before light um, right and you know, and there's also there's also a really loose throwaway connection between the Worm Gods and the Formless One, um, mm-hmm. which again, tying into creation concepts, you have chaos before you have order, um, you have you have darkness before light, you have nothingness before you have something. You know, and it's kind of like that whole kind of throwaway concept there, um, but. That all being said, I mean, it, it's definitely possible. It's not, I mean, that wouldn't be uncommon for the traveler at all, because that's what happened with the Elixir, right?
1: Right. Which is and, uh, so, interesting. That was uh-oh. another a continued route that they're going with this. That the reason why the traveler is being chased is because everyone's gotten a piece of it, including us.
0: Well, either that or people want a piece of it. I right. mean,. Because again, going back to, I mean, what do the worms eat? They eat light. Well, I mean, what's what's one of the biggest collections of light out there? It's the giant right. ball egg that is filled with it, supposedly. You know, or and so, but actually, what I was gonna, I was also gonna say another argument for the worm gods not following um, the sword logic is the whole argument of the final shape. Um. And that, that's kind of the problem that I have with Oryx because it's like, how stupid are you? Like, And I, I mean that you know, as much as I can or as as respectfully as I can for Oryx because when they made the bargain, I mean, I understand that the, the knowledge that they had when they made the bargain was nowhere close to the knowledge they had at the time of the Taken King and the Books of Sorrow. But even then, it was like, okay, we're chasing this concept of final shape. I mean, at the end of the day... If there's Oryx, the or, or the siblings, and then the worm gods, there's only going to be, I mean, it's like a bad, it's like a bad version of Highlander. There can only be one.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I mean, it's, it's the same thing as like, uh, high, uh, high school battle Royale, you know, all these, all these shows that are like that. It's like these alliances are doomed to fail from the beginning because at the right. end, everyone knows that it's going to become, it's going to come down to, there can only be one. So, at the same time, the Worm Gods have been around for a long time. They know how to play this game, so why would they not instill an advantage over the people? You know, I, I don't know. It, to me, it just makes sense that they don't have to follow it.
3: Mm-hmm. With,
0: with like, the final shape argument, with, mm-hmm. again, like, again, they're, they're gods. I mean, what... There's not well, many, there's not many pantheons out there. Oryx was
1: also considered a god, and yeah. there are a lot of things that we have killed that are considered a god in the story, and, 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 so and we killed it.
0: Right, and that and that's fair. And I mean, even in you know mythology of our of our world today, that just because if especially in pantheons, just because something is considered a god, does not mean that it's necessarily truly immortal. I mean, right. Look at looking at the Greek pantheon. the Greek or the Norse pantheon, you know, pick, pick whichever one, those gods, those were not, they were not immune to harm. Mm I mean, the, the battle, the Titan, Titan Mikey, uh, was, was all about that. You know, that was the whole thing was the Titans were threatening the Olympians and the Olympians overthrew them because of the threat. And it was because of Prometheus. I mean, well, that, yeah, there's a whole, anyway, anyways, um, Speaking I mean,
1: of Titan, Mikey, Titan Mikey, is Zol the one they was referring to when it was Rasputin saying it?
0: Uh, when he's talking about something eating the Black Garden.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, it's also referenced.
1: It's referenced to Mars specifically, in right? This last-
0: And that's kind of, that's kind of where I was about to say is like, I, I really, with everything that we're kind of getting, I, I can see a strong case for that being, being the situation. Um, but I, there, there's really not anything, you know, there's nothing out there that's like connecting those particular dots that I'm fully aware of. But I can see you that. Could argue. I, I can see it both the, ways, but I think it's. Yeah. I think there is a stronger case for it, especially with mm-hmm. the, especially with the presentation that we found in in Warmind.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But also with the comic as well. The comic, right. kind of, we Yeah, that's that's. On that? Yeah, I guess uh,
3: that's additionally, true.
2: Additionally, if you go back and check through, uh, as I talked with Green about, that, I even last week, you know, there's bits and pieces that may shed a little bit more light on like syntax that is in the uh, rasputin parts mm. about location and so on and especially if uh, if there is something else that would pervade uh, rasputin only being on Mars during the golden age or able to only to extend his reach as a central form that way through golden age uh there might be a few a few things that would help that theory. Yeah, that, That's the only thing I would kind of argue, I guess, uh, where, uh, again, it is it's stipulation. i just like to, uh, or speculation, rather. I'd just like to show where there might be some connection cases that can be found for it.
0: Mm, okay, yeah, and sorry, you were breaking up there for a little bit at the end, but... Um... Yeah. Yeah, I I think I I mean to to kinda to agree with Beard, I think that this, there is a strong case for that particular connection. Uh I, I I really do. I I don't see any problem with that connection, but at the same time, you know, it's an assumption. So yeah. for those for those of you out there who are who are listening to that, you know, that's not saying that this is exactly what's the case, you know. Mm-hmm just to be just to Again, be just, just to, to be clear it is it's it is speculation to show where these connections
2: may be at that point. it's not to say this is exact but you know, this is why i think that it is so right. easy to easy to go back and look up like what it is that might be causing that or, or cause me and possibly others to think that way but that and some of the new uh worm gear that we we have that you mm-hmm. acquire after uh Beating Warmund, one of those three helmets. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, like that. that's right. Yeah, the, those well, that's... also kind a little bit of it.
0: Well, and kind of bringing that into into the conversation as well as the uh, the apocrypha web lore, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean that that also presents again, you know, kind of what we were talking about with the Let's Chat episode about the retcons and how, you know, it's 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 a clarification and alteration in so far as it basically confirms that excuse me. It confirms that the books of sorrow are not um 100% accurate, I guess, which you
1: when know, you it really is suspected. Right. I mean, because but but it literally mean, a line calling it out.
0: Well, but there are there's some there's that, that, that
2: have taken it as absolute y- like fact. Right. Versus, yeah. more, more, versus more like the Pirate's Code where it's more like guidelines anyway. You know. <laughs> it's more
1: like guidelines.
2: There. I made, made a Disney, a Disney reference. reference. I'm so proud and of you. And you know what? It was a pretty hard one.
1: Did <laughs> you miss mine? Did you miss
2: what? mine? I, no. I understood it. I got it. I just okay. wanted to let it go and just not comment on it.
3: <sighs>
1: <laughs> Did you just raspberry it? <laughs> Your did head? you raspberry at me over the internet, sir?
2: <laughs> yes, I did. Deal with it.
1: Oh, man. You know what we should Sun talk about? Is...
2: I don't know how New monarchy's
0: terrible. terrible. Um... Mm-hmm.
1: Moving on, we should talk about how Zol <laughs> was under the ice on Mars.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm going to... How... I'm Honestly, I'll defer to Beard on this one because I haven't... I actually haven't had a chance to really... Dive into this particular piece of it, and I know I know he has because you know timelines.
2: There's there's still some theories. I know there's a couple things that kind of uh, have been explained a little bit further, though. Um,
3: mm-hmm. there's suppose
1: one card it, that calls it out. From yep. One.
2: Well, I'm going to say we have uh, we have Nokris who had actually uh, said that he was going to Mars, and that was his <laughs> name that he told Zol right away um so there is that piece right off the bat uh additionally though there are a couple of other things that are kind of said in passing and unfortunately it is stuff through like uh escalation protocol that you don't hear uh as easily showcased i guess is the best way to kind of put it mm. uh s- sort of these finding the lore segments are unfortunately a little tricky to find especially on an event that uh needed some adjustment uh but the biggest thing that was also said i think if i remember near exactly was how uh rasputin actually initiated a protocol that caused uh that caused nocris and and to actually uh be frozen uh which does indicate that they were there either immediately or otherwise, but Rasputin was aware of them. Uh, And then, through the course of some actions, which we are still not necessarily 100% sure, to my knowledge, uh, we end up finding, of course, that they are freed of their icy prison, as uh, some may say that way. Uh, But again, we are not sure how 100% it is, or what exactly had led to them avoiding or or getting out of there uh, out out from underneath the glaciers. So that's the thing that's still kind of up in the air is like how it happened. Um, But we do know that it seems like either they were the catalyst or the cause of the collapse in some way uh, or there were uh, a couple other reasons that kind of pushed them to being noticed or known to uh, many by Thrasputin uh, and we are still Kind of I think we we don't have everything just yet in that regard. is kind of where i'm where I'm leading this.
0: The other thing too that it points out is this might also answer the question about the exos right if we right. if we sync up the timeline, you know there's always been the question what were what were the the ancestors so scared of that they created the exos to be the machines of war, and you know mm-hmm. if if the hive were you know known then that might have been a a, a military impul- compulsion uh, mm-hmm. cuz you know we also have the theory that there wasn't necessarily a a narcissistic or a military reasoning behind the exoscience program between yeah, yeah I got to you know, say we
2: had an idea that way but then you and I came up with our spinfoil concept mm-hmm. from the
0: uh from the other week right which I, I still I still kind of fall back on a I, little I, bit I, further I do as well I think it I think you know not just because it's an excellent theory made by two brilliant people but also <laughs> also because it just no but i mean i think i think there's a lot there's still there's still admittedly a, a large number of gaps to be filled in but mm. if if that timeline you know holds water then that might explain some of some of the events at least mm-hmm. from the golden age right well,
2: and as they also say on the uh, the Shadow Trespass, one of the last lines, uh, talks about how uh, humanity is just looking for means in order to uh, expand its knowledge or to show how great it is, and in oh, some gosh. cases, that isn't always uh, that isn't always the bright part. Excuse me, bright parts.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, Lost in Space, right? Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right um but yeah so i don't i don't know green did that
1: yeah it does i I think that's a a good it doesn't answer it because we really don't have an answer but it it's a good good way to at least address it Mm -hmm.
0: um oh okay here's here's a really good question from chat uh from dino why did oryx not wake up zol his god Uh, because we do see Oryx's shade was on Mars and Dino says like I could see him noticing Nocris and just being kind of like oh you're here but Zol was you know supposedly his god I I think because again kind of going back to it Zol was not Oryx's god he was part of the pantheon I mean but that's like you know Yule was his ultimate his ultimate uh, patron I don't know if that would be necessarily the right word um Mm.
3: I mean, Yule and
0: and Eir seem to be more involved with the siblings, to be honest. And and, and to kind of back that up, Dino as well, even if Zol was his god, that's like an ancient Greek finding the the resting place of Hades. They're not going to go poke him because Zol was the one, again, that tried to eat them constantly. He was always sending Mm -hmm. stuff to hurt them and to, to, you know... I mean, I guess you could say it mm-hmm. tests them, but...
1: To also be fair with the doggos in the background, um, the shadows of orcs, were they... The shades, they yeah. They're echoes. The shades, the
0: they, echoes they're yeah. echoes.
1: They're not orcs himself. so... Right. Maybe, I mean, who knows how much he can actually... Information he can glean from those echoes? Right. I mean,
0: I guess even even if... I mean, that that's also, that's also a very good point. But I mean, like, I, I just keep seeing it as, like... You know in terms of um, well, okay, so Dino is also responding in chat. He said, Why not murder Zol? Um, go for round two because he got uh, he killed Aka for because re- I don't know yeah, really. he, because at the time he was also fighting a war with us already at that point. And you know, even even as powerful as he is, fighting a war on two fronts is never a really strong tactical decision if you can avoid it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also i keep i keep kind of going back to this idea of like in a pantheon form you always will see you know the uh the preferred god the patron god um i kind of see zol as the equivalent of like a thanatos figure and not Mm -hmm. not in the not in the cheap marvel way not in the marvel sense but in (sighs) in like the greek sense he he's the he's like he's not the personification of like evil but he's not someone that the Hive were like, oh, let's... They, they praised him out of fear,
3: if yes. they praised him at all.
0: And, and you know, it, it kind of... It wasn't like Yul or Ear. Ear, I can see, being kind of like a, almost more of a... I want to say it's more of a guardian angel type figure. Um, mm-hmm. But Zol is... I mean, again, I kind of go back to this idea that Zol was kind of like the Hades or the, the Thanatos figure. He was... Despised as a bit of a strong term, but avoided. Unless they absolutely had to.
1: Which they avoided no crispy necromancy. Like they looked down upon.
0: Them. Yeah, and I think, I think that actually is a good segue into the conversation about, you know, are the, are the Hive or the worm gods, Akka and Zol, are they actually gone? or You know, because we do have this idea of necromancy, which a lot of people kind of are like, well, isn't that what the Hive do anyways?
1: They um, hide their soul.
0: Yeah, they don't, they actually, exactly, they they actually are using a phylactery, which means that they're hiding their souls. So in, in technical terms, the Hive aren't actually dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas necromancy would imply that the soul, or, well, necromancy in general means that the soul is departed and they are being ripped out of whatever afterlife they, you know, exist in and being brought back.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, whereas if you hide your soul, it's it's never going anywhere because you've hidden it.
1: Mm-hmm. Could that be a reason why orcs wouldn't necessarily mess with Zol? And the fact it that could be, Zol, yeah, Zol's not necessarily the most powerful, so he's going to try to, by whatever means necessary, gain an edge with the help of Nocris, with this whole necromancy bringing bringing somebody back from the dead type and well, thing.
0: and then, and then uh, Black Flag makes a really good point, too. That we see the, the echoes and the shades after we've sent orcs back to his throne world. Right. So he's... I mean, and that kind of goes back to, again, war on two fronts. He's already gotten his hand slapped pretty hard and he's going to probably... He's probably, you know... He's he's losing his, his sources of tribute. Um, you know, his, his power is being severely deteriorated as as that whole thing happens so i can see him being like okay well I'm, i'll mark it on my map and once we get done with this threat we'll come you know we'll circle back and and then annihilate it
1: so is zol dead
0: i don't i as as a as a person who plays games i really would be surprised if he was um but I but I'll be honest, I can I can see an argument for either way. Um, yep. It just I think depends on I think that I, to to be blunt, I don't think so, because I think that as easy as it was to to put Zol down, I I really would be surprised if we don't see at least a a nod of some kind to the power that he had. Also, and, was it easy to though
1: yeah whether or not we put him down um
0: after I, I got mean, over the the idea of trying to ride him like a sandworm it was pretty easy
1: well we had to have Rasputin's help to do it though
0: oh no 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 and no yeah, own, yeah right, right 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 I mean I'm sorry yeah. I, but I mean like in in terms of gameplay like mm-hmm. not right. not ignore, the main, ignoring the 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 uh the lore of the actual mechanics that happened. Like, in terms of gameplay, we didn't even get a raid. You know, it, it was it was literally a, a story mission. Um, well, is... that might be because of Callus. Well, I, r- I mean, right. But, I mean, at That's the same time, story. though, <laughs> but at the same time, you have, you know, you had the situation with Oryx, which a lot of people bring up. You had a six-person mm-hmm. raid to take out Oryx, who supposedly is below them. Which...
1: Took eh, Aka you know and be akka
0: right right and so i mean so and akka is arguably more powerful, more powerful than Zol. Mm-hmm. i don't know i i can again i can see it i can see from a mechanic standpoint and from a story standpoint i can see both both cases being actually pretty strong
1: the um, other thing is Zol disappears he dissipates akka is still around i could go run around on the but outside, does he inside because if I him?
0: last time I checked we're wearing pieces of him
1: are we wearing pieces of him or are we wearing pieces of because I I could tell you that helmet I'm wearing is not the size of the thing I thought
0: no but if you scrimshaw it it could be
3: mm-hmm.
0: and honestly I mean think of the think of the you know the ahamkara bones I mean the the ahamkara bones are Itty bitty. They they're not very big, we, and we and know. we don't we don't okay. know, right? Fair fair point. I was yeah. I was about to, I was about to acknowledge that we don't we don't know that they are the same, but I mean again I kind of go back to the the use of the term of scrimshaw, um, which is basically when you carve a bone down very you know carefully and very very finely and make a, a very small figurine usually out of whalebone is actually what it used to be, mm-hmm. um but but the point there being is like even like in reality a scrimshaw of a whale is i mean they're often not very big especially like really nice ones they're i mean they were totems they were, they were keepsakes for whalers i mean so they they weren't os- they weren't that big but they came from whales i mean mm-hmm. sperm whales for example would were some of the best scrimshaws out there and those whales are big enough to take out you know, the boats that they would, I mean, go read Moby Dick for, for instance, that, that, that is actually a pretty accurate glimpse into that whole, um, world, I guess you would say, obviously there's not an Ahab, but, but I mean, I, I guess I, my, my point there is like, I kind of got the feeling that the piece of armor that looks like a giant uh, bug butt is actually part of Zol
1: that's Which... not the image i needed to know that hey, i'm wearing that you're
0: wearing on it face. on your head
1: i i mean that
0: that's, goes that's that's, that's, the... that's that's the that's the luke smith comment about oryx if i remember correctly
1: yep yep <laughs> yep <laughs> you're welcome so we move to callus and his connection to them
2: hmm I mean, you didn't even get to hear my spin foil theory,
0: but that's fine.
1: No, do your spin foil theory. Yeah, no, no, do it, it, do it. I
0: think, (laughs) I think, I think we have enough wiggle room with uh, the worm gods. To be honest, that I mean, Mm -hmm. spin foil is actually just as legit
2: at this point with them. Yeah, as as in some rights, terrible as that sounds, it's. uh,
0: I just like I like the fact that I got to I got to use the word wiggle room with worm gods. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that.
2: Yes, I I totally understood the pun. <laughs> it was not lost on me. Trust me. Uh, I just, like Green's comment on uh, on Disney references, decided to move past it. Just trust
1: in <laughs> me. It's fine. I
2: trust decided me. to uh, dig a hole and get under it or something. I don't, oh, I don't friggin' guys, know. Guys, so. For,
1: before Beard goes on.
0: Oh,
1: no. Warm gods are caw.
0: Oh, God. Uh,
1: trust in me. S- or ahamkara. Ah. <laughs> we,
0: we might actually break beard. <laughs> but yes, actually now that that now that that's stuck in my head, I can see that totally the hypnotic eyes. You know what? I don't I don't I don't care anymore.
2: Green <laughs> New Monarchy is the worst ever. There see? is nothing else that comes close to it. The Concordat should be brought back into the tower. As a better reference <laughs> for who I would care about working uh, with.
1: See, this is, <sighs> this cracks me up. This cracks me up. Because I say this really, like, legitimate Disney reference. <laughs> and what you throw at me is, your your faction stinks.
2: Nope. <laughs>
1: uh-uh. Mm.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I love you.
2: Okay, or sure, whatever.
0: Anyway. Um, so, spinfoil.
2: Yeah, so what I was going to say. Um, now I've completely thrown off my own brain here. Uh, I have a feeling that both of them are dead. And I know that's going to probably garner
0: a lot of hate. I, um, I mean, that like I said, said I, think I can I, see the argument.
2: Yeah, I mean, from a gameplay standpoint, if I'm looking at it from somebody that's trying to to craft out different stories or do different things, uh, then per that point, I'm looking to get rid of characters and Mm kind of quiet out some of the others and move on to some others that may be like a little bit more uh, intimidating than I may want to have actually had before. Uh, But I do find uh, reason to believe that they are more dead than they are alive. Uh, I understand the reasonings behind them being alive with things like uh, Throne Worlds and such like that that would possibly exist, but we are unsure if uh, both this Worm God and Nokrus would have had them since they don't seem like they follow the uh, the same tactics, goals, etc. Uh, they seem to kind of do their own thing or fit into their own right. Uh, additionally, Nokrus followed... Uh, some different standpoints than what we had with Oryx and the rest of the Brutes. Uh, and I'll, I'll get there in a second on why I think that the Brute that uh, Na'cris has is not his own. Uh, but overall, it really does feel like the concepts that Na'cris and uh, Zol were working with were completely different uh, than what we had had or what we have dealt with from Hive previously. Uh, they they were working with resurrection more than they were uh, dealing with the ideas of uh, of who can actually work with or uh, stay alive the longest, and that's of course what Zol was trying to avoid was the inevitability of his own demise at the hand of the other Worm Gods because he was he deemed himself as one of the weaker ones or at least so we assume. Uh, he also deemed himself as just needing help or needing something else uh, that being said, if he was not as powerful as the other worms had to uh, happen to have been, then this would just line to the fact that he wasn't that powerful and may not have had something like a throne world uh, but again, this is just a, a speculative idea on zola's uh, Zola himself Nocris, on the other hand is dealing with powers that he had to study through books and other arcana that were otherwise collected by uh, different means, be it from different civilizations that were otherwise uh, conquered by uh, orcs or something else. But uh, along came a fighter, if you will, and basically <laughs> said, this is how things should go, uh, and this is how I come in, come I like... Come into my
0: parlor. Come into my parlor. Y- y-
2: yes. Yes, come into my parlor. Um, but the the idea that they're dead uh, kind of stems from a couple of different things, and it comes back to one: the the powers that are that are demonstrated by the two of them. Uh, both Zol and Nokris don't exactly seem to be the uh, the strongest of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is also kind of showcased by uh, Nokris feeling like he needs to partner with somebody while understanding the ideas of Sword Logic because. Let's not mid's words on that. When he decided to go about this on his own and he felt that this was the better path, it wasn't something that he decided that it, he was kind of forced into by another. He decided to do this on his own in that respect. Uh, and he even outlines that himself in some of the, the books and guides that we have if they are to be believed. Because part of the problem that we have with uh, the like Verity's brow and the, and the worm god's caress and the like. We don't know the validity of where they come from. Mm -hmm. Uh, We we still don't know exactly, like, who's making those records. I have a feeling that it's Eris who's actually finding these records and And giving them to us in some way. Yep. Well, it wouldn't Uh, be the
0: first time we see her using crows. Right.
2: Additionally, though, uh, Nokris and Zol were linked. This is something that we we knew of from uh, some of the information that's been told to us from... Uh, both Apocrypha and even what uh, is kind of said from what's the best way, I guess, to, uh, from the, the, the Worm God caress and such like that. Um, but the biggest thing that makes me think that we had an easier time actually taking out Zol just comes to the fact that we took out Nocris first. It had to be an order in which it was done because I think if it was the opposite order, it may not have been possible for us to do so. Because Zol had willingly give him uh, given a part of himself to Nokris, and it seems that Nokris was the easier of the two to knock down. If that makes sense. Uh, again, I think there is a little bit more, as I'm thinking off the top of my head here, and not having any heavy organized thoughts or anything in front of me, I think that this is something that would kind of suggest that they're both dead more than they are alive, uh, much to the chagrin of possibly many that are out there, but I I see it from a gameplay standpoint of let's move on to another bigger better worm god that we can think of and I see it from a lore standpoint to say we don't have enough information to know that they followed the well, knowing that they didn't follow the same practices as what we had with the other worm gods, uh that they were doing something differently. Or not even worm gods, but the rest of the hive too.
0: Well, and then also you have kind of going back to the concept of if a, if the worm speaks it it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, in Nocris or not Nocris, uh Zol has dictated that he is the weaker of the worm gods than if he speaks it. You know, it it goes back into this whole thing of Oh. you know is he telling the truth he, he might not be he might not be honest but is he telling the truth and that that whole debate too because i could see that being the case as well Is he wasn't he wasn't the weakest until he decided that he said it and then you well,
3: know
1: well you don't know that necessarily either
0: well and that's true
2: and i think that's part of the biggest problem that of course we're we're having here tonight as well is that yes, the the Worm Gods are still a very big portion of the story of what we have with, uh, obviously with uh, with Destiny, but mm-hmm. overall there isn't as much information as we would like there to be on a Hive package, but even then Warmind is more about Rasputin, Clovis Bray, Anna, etc. It seems having the Hive there was something else that they could kind of work with it wasn't something that was, uh, or giving us more of an idea of what, what did cause
0: the collapse. You know, mm-hmm. that was
2: the the biggest thing.
1: Yeah, or,
3: you know, I also, think it
1: was
0: a... oh, go for it, Green, sorry.
1: I think it was a logical enemy mm-hmm. for us mm-hmm. to have, you know, going back into the grimoire and finding different things about how specifically um, underneath the sands of Mars. And there's references to um, things <laughs> being frozen. Rasputin.
0: Well, there's Ocean. also there's also references to things being buried under the sands of Mars too. Yeah, there's a. I, mean, I think that's a rare set of armor that mentions. It's,
1: it's even in freehold in the card freehold, as well as the card from Mars from. Um, there's also. With that being said, the the other enemies that we've seen on Mars have been. The take or not the well, the take obviously the elixne the ball and the vex so mm. having the hive show up on Mars if we're going to have kind of a battleground place for any of them to all of them to show up Mars would also be an interesting location
3: mm-hmm.
1: for mm-hmm. many reasons for well and it also makes
0: sense them. if it's the true home of Rasputin right. Which, mm-hmm. to be honest, what's the common thread between all the all the enemy races and humanity? It kind of all ties into this interest in Rasputin um, and Clovis Bray's interest in, you know, maybe them. You know, well, there's, there's, a there's a common thread there as well. And I think that is that, that maybe what you're getting at?
1: Kind of. That was just also one of the questions of, and I know I asked Beard this, was the hive there... Underneath the Resputin base before the Resputin before the Clovis Bray area was made.
3: Yes. <laughs> or come
1: afterwards. Yes, so that's a that's a thing that's been talked about a lot.
2: I think yes, yeah. but here's my idea my addendum to that: Nocris and Zol were not right. Mm-hmm. I have this very big feeling that the brood that we are dealing with, as far as like the actual combatants, are. Uh, actual dead hive like mm-hmm. they died and are now being resurrected by Nocris. Who, necro- uh, who,
0: who is a necromancer who is right. a
2: necromancer yep. i'm and completely again, on the
0: same page as you as that as far as that is yep. concerned
2: i i i don't see a reason to otherwise think think otherwise because it would explain a couple of things one again it would tie back to the idea of uh clovis bray being on mars or being interested in mars because mm-hmm. of having the uh, hive underneath and everything uh it would also give another reason for elsie and why she needed to be turned into an exo mm-hmm. and how she would not have had a life if it was not for the exo program
3: mm-hmm. uh
2: because that would end up tying back into things like the like xenoviruses and whatnot yep like exo viruses would have been a very big things to uh to, to be worried about, especially when dealing with hive or, or otherwise,
0: which would also uh, explain am, where the the xenovirus comes from. If you have a lot of dead hive,
3: uh huh,
2: yep, because they're just they're just festering, and yep. they've got uh, all these these uh, different diseases and such that they are otherwise carrying. They are frozen and lodged within ice and so on. I mean, yep. look, not everything can be Captain America and survive <laughs> in some ice, okay? Like we mm-hmm. gotta. We got to keep that in mind. Look, well, another Disney it, reference, right? And um, then,
0: nice, nice, nice. <laughs> um, I, I was also going to say it would it would explain the what a lot of people are assuming is a discrepancy in the timeline,
3: mm-hmm.
0: because it's not a discrepancy in the timeline. It's it's you mm-hmm. know it could be just we don't have the the clarification or as what we kind of talked about the other day an alteration, um, mm-hmm. you know, it the, or addition to the the story. Is yep. that we had masses of of thrall underneath the ice, and yep. then Clovis Bray kind of comes and he's like, "Oh look," or well, not necessarily under the ice, but there there was a, a I mean, hell, Mars could be a burial ground for a hive for all we know. Yeah, it's, yeah, they well, and this could be goes it could be bit bit... the reason why they're pissed at us is because we disturbed you know it's the it's the sacred burial ground of the hive or you know it's, I mean there's so many different directions well, you can go with that.
2: It, it goes to an adventure, though. That's got that that's on Mars as well right now. One of the the last things that we know of is the uh, the hive on Mars are calling out to Savathun. Mm-hmm. They're saying, "Return from the deep and take our power." So I'm almost wondering if this brood happens to be in some way linked to Savathun. And meanwhile, Zol knows or er, knows that they're there. And it was a, a failed something or other that had happened, or something else. Just like a power play it, on his et part. Yep. And we we don't know what the Hive are at that point, except for the fact that they do seem like they are a uh, an exo-race of some kind. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. And meanwhile, Clovis Bray is sitting and experimenting on them or trying to understand them, and it all tends to go a little bit loopy and wrong, and you end up getting exos, and that's why they're called exos is because of exoscience and etc uh mm-hmm. you know all these things just seriously tie back to how clovis bray and at least in my mind again this is complete speculation uh of how clovis bray or why clovis bray had their facility set up on mars you can also argue it was because it was away from earth gov a little bit more and they could do whatever they wanted to but that starts going into some dead space territory that I don't want to make mm-hmm. myself sad
0: about.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, well, and, and real quick to interject your chats chats yeah. talking about the ice. Um, so yeah. to kind of, to kind of pr- put this in perspective um, the ice would be, yes, the ice came after Rasputin was mm-hmm. established because Rasputin, we know runs the protocol to establish the ice. And I think that's where we're saying that would be where Zol and Nokris appear because up yep. until that point, I think, and Beard, correct me here if I'm misunderstanding what you're saying, but I think yep. what what is being said is that up until that point, it was just a burial ground of a ton of thrall. Um, yep. Whereas when when we see the flash freeze of the area, that was Zol and Noctis making this power play, power grab, whatever whatever it turns out it was. Um. That creates this army, and Rasputin identifies it as the the threat that it it is, and then calls the protocol mm-hmm. that freezes the place. And that I mean, protocol that,
1: happened that, back in Dark Below, didn't it? That's when that one uh, that uh, when we got the card for it
0: for the pro the the uh, flash freeze mm, one.
2: There, there is actually an escalation protocol. I would have to look up what it is, and I know somebody can tell me what it is. Uh, but there is actually a protocol name
3: mm-hmm. that
2: it, uh, Anna has given uh, that Rasputin had employed uh, that needed to happen for the collapse to basically happen, and it also kind of piles into a different mindset. If Siberian you will. entropy. Okay, there it is. Yeah, thank I, you, I thank you, Dino. to I forgot to write that down when somebody had uh, had said it, but that would. Uh, that to me was where Rasputin knew he needed to enter into the collapse and basically, uh, enter or at least to, to shut down his systems and, uh, overtake the, the hive or the brood of Mm Nocris, If, if it is Nocris's brood, uh, (laughs) to ensure that they, uh, do not cause any hassles or issues for humanity. uh, now, granted, again, there are still some pieces that need to be talked about in terms of uh, the war mine fragments and this, that, and the other thing. But the base idea, at least to me and how it reads, uh, would suggest that uh, Nacris and Zol did cause the collapse, but they had to be frozen uh, before they could be taken, uh, before their plans could really be put into full fruition
0: and honestly I'm uh, and... oh, sorry no go ahead i was going to say and honestly that also explains how rasputin is able to nicely tie up zol so that we can pop him in the, the chin if he's yes. been if he's been spending this entire time researching this one worm god there yes. you go there's an explanation well, of why he can neuter him so fast
1: he's right. not only been ser- ser- researching this worm god but the clove spray facility has tanks of the we were talk- joking about spice earlier Pinks mm-hmm. of that stuff right oh, yeah, yeah
0: but I mean that's what I mean is that's what, what I mean calls calls, is, what what I mean is like it. it's not the first time that we've seen Rasputin fragment himself you know no. and, right. and that would be again you know to kind of dive into a little bit of halo trivia there it wouldn't be the first time Bungie has played with the idea of an AI splicing itself apart to deal with multiple problems at the same time. And it Cortana. makes sense. Yeah. Cortana does it all. The, Cortana did it all the time. It's one of the art. I mean, there, there's there's an argument that that's why she's able to uh, do as much as she is. And, you know, there's a reason why she's not going rampant as fast as she was spo- uh, supposedly supposed to. But I mean, at hmm. it, it, the end, at the end is what I'm saying is like just because Rasputin shut down all his core, like his his major functions it doesn't mean that there wasn't a subroutine somewhere running research and collecting tanks of the stuff and, you know, all this other mm-hmm. things that we're talking about. And it it just, to me... Or
1: a sub-mind. Well, y- yeah, Or a
0: sub-mind. Like, but, I mean, to me, it just makes everything like, kind of fit nicely together, you know, well, and, and, again, and to be honest.
2: What, what else did Rasputin have under his command? Frames, right. constructs, yep. things I have not seen since that day or since. Right, you well, know the specific,
1: the crucible yep. logo on the. Um.
2: Uh, well, I'm going to say that's still up in the air. How that yeah. how that is I still, getting there? I, it still is, bugs me. I but, still want to. I mean, want I, I still want to ask but... towards like Chris Barrett and be like, uh, are they supposed to or not?
1: Because yeah. yeah, that it, it, would uh, that has a lot of implications. Oh gosh! It does.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah, I was just going to say to kind of pull it back into the conversation about the Worm Gods specifically. Um, you know, I, I think that, and and obviously Zol is the one that we have the most exposure to at this point. Um, even though we've we've kind of been...
1: Tromped around.
0: Yeah, even though we've explored the windsock that is Akka, um, mm-hmm. we don't really know his story. We do see, again, the 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 kind of the shadow of fear fearful respect that do they that the hive has for um for the hive or for the warm gods in so far as within the dreadnought there were the different chests There were the different you know we have different spawn of them um mm-hmm. but even there though you also see different spawn of the siblings mm-hmm. oh gosh green
1: it's just punny. I didn't it's, say it's, it. So it that.
0: is, but it's 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 really good, actually.
1: <laughs> Do you want me to say it to the, yeah, to, yo, it to the world? You, that, yeah, okay. that's
0: fine. It's not a, That's not the worst one that we've come up with tonight. To no, be fair, no, no,
1: no, and, and Justin's not here, so I have to pick up the slack. Um, so we were talking about how Aka is a sock wind sock.
3: So mm-hmm.
1: is he a wind soccer? Ah, I have that like meme face, like the doggy <laughs> meme face, right now.
2: I thought you were. I thought you were going with the troll face because that would also work. I think.
1: <laughs> um, do we have we kind of tied up this one? Do we want to move into the callous connection to the Worm Gods? Because yeah, this is one I actually mm, yeah. don't know.
0: Sure. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do the let's. Let's talk about staring into the void.
1: Yes. It's
2: and... actually. Beard. It's actually been a while <laughs> and, for
0: and Q beard.
2: <laughs> it's uh, it's it's been a while since this has actually been brought up because most of it is from uh, the first raid, right? Like we mm-hmm. haven't we haven't seen much of this in the uh, in the raids otherwise. Uh, but we know for like bits and pieces. Well, and the other the other piece that that kind of really helped with this was uh, the. Uh, the golden invitation that we had from the limited edition, and so on. Um, but the pieces that really kind of connect the dots, or help to connect the dots, with this one, uh, come down to as Blue had kind of mentioned the idea of looking into the void. Uh, the question is more: Did Callus actually work with the void? Uh, in that the void would be like the worms, or something otherwise, or Did he at least communicate with them to know what the end was or what was coming? Uh, Or is it something entirely 100% different than that? Uh, And it is something that he is able to just simply see, uh, like he did with Oryx, uh, the Oxa machine, and how the Oxa machine was able to give him a vision of how Oryx was, uh, was able to do his things throughout space and time. Uh, these are the the questions that we're still kind of having right now when it comes to callus and the worms, but there's this really strong indication, uh, again, be it because of the OXA machine or otherwise, that indicates that callus is uh, following some of the same rules of logic as what uh, as uh, what the the hive have over the course of time uh, in like sword logic and so on. Because he's, he wants us to prove ourselves through power and might and so on, and he's able, he, he wants to do that through uh, taking power and almost forcing people into doing what, uh, what it is that he needs them to do. Uh, and this is very similar to what we talked about earlier with Toland's explanations on sword logic. Uh, and it falls back in place with how even Oryx has basically explained it. Uh, but Callus very much follows, and and again, you could just say it's the cosmic law or something similar. But the the idea of well, I will spare you and your civilization if I take the greatest among you. Uh, so it's still an idea of of taking power uh, and ripping it from that civilization that was otherwise working with them. Uh, so, so you're where, saying
0: so you're saying there are three ways to take power
2: uh yeah yeah there's uh Hmm. Hmm. so there's a lot of different ways apparently to take power and it well but i mean as far as like solar
0: and void what no i mean because tolan talks about the three queens
2: the three Hmm. queens yeah i know
0: and so i was was, like i was facetious with our powers (laughs) you're just happy you're getting your come on mayo wave so don't don't Ah, i don't know what you're talking
1: about Mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 like
2: i didn't I didn't make a joke about it, like, immediately after it happened. We didn't hear
0: (laughs) hear the the scream from across the country of of pure happiness. Um, Uh, As
2: as an old-school Dragon Ball fan, all I can say is, it's about time. (laughs) I will have so much fun. Anyway.
1: We were Um, actually theorizing about how that would actually move, but, mm -hmm. you know, PvP.
2: Well, I'm going to say I'm still... uh, I'm still up in the air how we're going to actually get those powers, and to tie it back to Callus, that that again brings up a very big question: Is Callus the means for us knowing these powers, and how is it that he would understand how the light works in that regard? Is he or is, is he knowledgeable? Him. Yes. Is he is he knowledgeable of it because of his dealings with the darkness, and the darkness just happens to give him another inclination in how the light works? But even then, again, we know for a fact that it's not the first time the Callus has ran into the traveler. Uh,
3: right. apparently,
2: the call uh, the cabal have been uh, researching the traveler pretty hard, and Gaul as a side thing kind of blames callus for the traveler not uh, not choosing the cabal.
3: Mm-hmm. It
2: was uh, that that was kind of a a forceful or a larger forceful reason for. Why Gaul ended up doing what he, do- he did to Callus, and then his ultimate goal of trying to take the the light instead of uh, off- uh, being it off- having it offered to well, the species of the Cabal.
0: And the other thing too is it shows um, that <laughs> it shows that the light is not as magical as people have always assumed it is. Because yep. remember what Gaul is doing on Io he's manufacturing light he's yeah. he's, right. he's harvesting it and he's yeah. storing it like i mean it's it, to me that's like it's it's kind of putting into an empirical sense something that up until now we really haven't seen able to be manipulated like that which also right. kind of goes through my throwaway comment about maybe rasputin is the source of our new subclasses um because if if Gaul can figure out how to manipulate light, a warmind probably can do that as well. Exactly, and
2: the idea that Callus is a needed entity is basically thrown out the door simply Which will because make you happy. we have yes, because realistically, I have not seen that Callus has knowledge outside of just being a big blowhard. Uh, there is nothing that suggests to me that he actually has some powers, except for maybe he himself has ascended to a higher plane. It's great for you, just, just stay there and stop bothering me, alright? <laughs> anyway, bias on callus is, is definitely showing. I just I really I I don't like the cali character that much. I uh I really don't think he's very well developed at this point. He has too many loose threads that are far from answered even by his last raid lair. Uh and I would really hope that one of the first missions that we have to kind of tie up his story is to uh, basically jump on the ship and either blow it up or get it out of the system uh, or at least he's he's like, well this is what I've got for you so it was it was fun but i'll uh, I'll see you later I'm gonna go face the end now that I have foreseen that you cannot help me with uh, I don't know
0: I well and that also kind of begs the question too do you do you have do you see any relation between the leviathan and the Worm gods and the ahamkara like do you see that as being a related a distant relative of those two
2: I'm almost wondering if there isn't something that would be there because they do say that it was it was something that was once alive if i recall right mm-hmm. uh and because of that that would kind of suggest or say that it may have been an offshoot or derivative thereof of an Ahamkara, Worm God, something else, um, but again, we 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 don't know. I with how Leviathan is kind of thrown around, uh, and it seems like that was not purposeful. To the examples of what we were given uh, from, I forget who it was that had said it, uh, but somebody had had officially commented and had said that the leviathan was in no way linked to the leviathan on the uh in the oh yeah, yeah that's Sarta. true that's true yeah mm-hmm.
0: well and also to i oh, sorry green real quick uh in comment of the leviathan i think the Leviathan's still alive because isn't it eating yeah uh nessus well,
1: is it is it eating or is it processing because the uh, almighty that's true okay
0: that's a fair Mercury. okay i always assumed that it was eating it but that's because it has a giant freaking moby dick mouth
3: Right. Yeah,
2: I'm gonna say that's the that's the
0: assumption on that one.
2: I, I've, I've kind of been with you on said assumption, but it does seem like it's breaking <laughs> as soon, it down. As soon
0: as Green yeah. did right. say that, I was like, oh, that's fair. That's a fair fair point, actually. Yeah,
1: and considering it's the same race that happened. right,
0: right? No, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm right there. The uh, other, what, what was the other thing you had?
1: The other thing I was going to bring up is how if the the Cabal have been studying Traveler. And knew about the hive as well. They wouldn't necessarily have the histories of the books are themselves, most mm-hmm. likely. But do you think that there are other Leviathan-like creatures out there that they could have based the design of the Leviathan itself, the ship to go onto? Well, based but... it upon because Callus wanted a grand
0: no but I mean I also I thought I I always assumed that it was um a throwback to the the land sharks that were on what, what I always forget the name of their planet because there was the mm-hmm. there's Text. the
1: it starts with a t
0: yeah Tartal? Tor-
3: Tartal.
0: yeah I always want to say I Tartal? always I always either want to say the turtle or uh torbjorn but neither of those yeah. is correct um <laughs> Just, I, I know I know myself well enough to not do that, um, but I, I always thought it was a I thought it was like one of those or at least designed mm-hmm. in that fashion.
1: Maybe but, we don't have enough information. About yeah, the I, I, that was itself. just that was just
0: my that's the problem, and that's I think that was mostly based off. <clears throat> I think it was a uh, in the cabal booklet. There's a sketch of one of the 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 worm things that's laying right outside of a city. And it looks just like the Leviathan. Yep.
1: Well, what do we think about our revisions and our updates about the Word of God? Good feeling. I just not enough information. I
2: I, I think that's where it kind of gets left. Yeah, we don't we don't have enough to really like fully comment on much new. Which, in that respect, obviously there's a lot of speculation that we're having. but in that regard, again, there is a lot of stuff that just needs to be further explained. Uh, and that's why I think that episodes like these are are still nice to have, uh, only because at this point we're at least able to say, well, this is our speculation piece on what is actually happening uh, mm-hmm. versus us, you know, yeah, we don't have a lot of knowledge so far on, like, what has been happening.
1: But, but talking through it has been nice because you can yeah. start tying threads together.
2: Right, and and even then, even if it isn't, uh, you know, vastly in relation to the worm gods or entirely related to the worm gods, still tying back things like not, uh, new recent t- uh, topics like Nacris and so on are very topical and important to, to that discussion. Especially when you know Zol himself is a obvious worm god, and we finally have finally seen one of them, or a form of them, then we've we've got something to finally go by here.
0: Well, and I know that we actually have a dispatch, too.
1: hmm We have a submission, an audio submission from uh, basically Salt, who has been chatting with me pretty consistently, wanting to get into the voice acting, because he's a fan of ours and of Infested Potato as well. So he made a submission for this episode. Mm-hmm. It is... Just FYI, for those of you listening with headphones, it is a little, little intense. <laughs> is a nice way to put it. So just fair warning. Dispatches dispatch is received, received from
0: the, from the wilds. wilds. So this is the dispatch that we got from basically Salt. Dispatches from. Oh, <laughs> yes,
3: Guardian. It is you.
1: not a good way to follow that up (laughs) because it's like okay creepy yule is being creepy you yeah so you guys you guys
0: want to oh no go what is it
1: uh i just wanted to say to anybody out there who is wanting to do any sort of dispatch um things we've read things on the show as far as like emails we've read poems we've done all sorts of different things we've obviously played audio clips like that so if you are a creative type and you want to submit something just shoot me a message either on twitter or on discord and i will see what i can do and try to keep it topical to the week because that's something Mm -hmm. that's kind of nice but if not submissions for the websites are good
2: additionally I'm uh, I'm always looking for uh, some voice actors once in a while, so yeah. if uh, I can fall back on some of you guys, I mm-hmm. would love to do that. Uh, consider it some submissions if need be. Uh, I do know for a fact that I get sidetracked on a lot of my other projects that happen now and again, but if we can, if I could figure something out that we can do, especially with something like Guardian School being a uh, a typical thing over on my channel, uh, then I'm sure we might be able to work some now. Just saying.
0: Awesome. Yeah, I think that and that also will help. I know a lot of people have been interested in, you know, like what Green was saying with uh salt and um I know potatoes expressed interest and in, like getting into like the voice acting stuff, you know. I, I think right. that's there's a number of people who are interested in well that's actually a really good way to get your uh is it called a portfolio?
2: Yes, yeah. i was gonna say you can um, you can do portfolio. You, you're also just getting more real, uh, different experience. Uh, you, you've got a couple extra things that can kind of go with it. Because uh, I know, uh, for for example, Mylan uh, over at Mylan Games had uh, used a, a guy named Austin Kramer uh, for the voice of the of our exo uh, creation.
3: Mm, And mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: he uh, he sounded fantastic, but he was somebody that was unknown to the community prior uh, until we ended up putting in a submission. So just saying uh, I would if I can somehow get somebody's starts and it gets uh, somebody known and there's any critique that my community or another community can offer, uh, Mm -hmm. I would I would love to. I've I've still been looking for (laughs) guest uh, voice speakers on the show to begin with. and. Uh, I'm, I'm surprised I've how few of her, I, I know you have, I get that you have, gosh, gosh, um,
3: we just need to make it happen.
2: Uh, creepy
0: yeah, green, yeah. Is creepy.
2: creepy hey, green is creepy. Creepy green is creepy. That's all right. She, she subscribes to new monarchies interpretations. I
0: understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I shoehorned it in again.
2: <laughs> I was about to say, and we've come full circle. <laughs> uh-huh. Took you right back to the Shire there. It's all right there. Frodo Baggins. i gotcha. <laughs>
1: I'm going to sail off into the west.
2: Yeah, that's probably a better place for you anyway. What?
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. We're teammates.
0: Uh, are we? <laughs> um. All right. So uh, do you guys want to do final sh- uh, thoughts or shout outs? Do you guys have any thoughts or shout outs? beard
2: oh you know i've got one major mm-hmm. one speaking mm-hmm. of Mylon games mm-hmm. um so what there is there huge... was a
0: there was an update
2: oh my god so this week in in destiny news uh has been amazing right like we yeah. had the reveal for uh we had the reveal for forsaken mm-hmm. which is just giving us a a teaser at this point of like what to expect from, like, the Awoken Homeworld and a bunch of other stuff besides.
3: So happy! Uh,
2: oh, it, it's gonna be interesting, um, to say the least. Uh, it, it isn't just about Kamehamehas and, uh, and Force Powers at this point now. It's uh, it's getting real. Uh, as, uh, as some of you may have seen, however, more to my point and a shout-out here, uh, a huge congratulations to Mr. Mylan Games, who... Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of a uh, friend of the channel, at least by in, in some respects proxy of of me. In one regards, he has been a a, a chatter on here a couple of times. But he De- Destiny Down Under and this show kind of run uh, kind of same time, so it's mm-hmm. a little hard to get him on. Yeah. Um, but that being said, uh, he without further ado was asked to work for Bungie, uh, and he is. He is actually going to be uh, contracted to work for them. Uh, We are uh, unsure of the capacity just yet that he is working on. Uh, As people in lore tend to do, though, however, there's been plenty of speculation behind (laughs) uh, what he has been doing or what he is doing. Uh, I've had my fair ideas and thoughts, of course, go through my head. Uh, But the ultimate goal, I think, is to to bring somebody on that has a, a level head about the lore and ideas and so on. Uh, I know there's been some some questions about like well, why why Milan and not Bife? And I'm like, you, you can argue that and question that all day, but it is it is literally just to say that if Bife was offered the position, he chose not to take it. And mm-hmm. as most things go, in terms of uh, you know thought processes with people or what else is going on with uh, what they would like in life. Ah, uh, we are all different in that respect, and Matt chose to act on it. And I wish him the best of luck.
1: And it's nice to know that we have somebody representing basically where we're we're at from our community as a content creator, mm-hmm. who's going to be up there, it's just like Holtzman. Holtzman's doing working for Bundy and yep. doing kind of the same thing that Matt Mylan, working remotely and different things. Granted, mm-hmm. neither of us. Like, none of us know exactly the nature of what they're doing. but
3: We, we,
2: can... we assume yes. that Matt is, of course, working on something with the, the lore, limited. but we, of course, we don't necessarily know for sure.
3: Right. Um, and I would, I would
2: assume talk. bringing somebody on like Holtzman to take care of your Crucible and PvP, etc., who has been doing it for how long, and mm-hmm. then bringing on Matt for lore would make a lot of sense, at least. Mm -hmm. Just to just to carry that on a little spin
1: foils for that.
2: Yeah, you know, it's like I'm it's like I'm spin foiling about spin foil for the next spin foil chat about Matt and his spin foil job. You know, it's it's, what (laughs) I'm just spin foiling at this point. Don't even mind me. So green.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no worries. Uh, My shout out is actually more of a PSA, I guess. It's Uh-oh. the. It's not like a. It's not like the after school PSAs. Those were boring. This one is more of. We yeah, but don't did forget a, your sandwiches. We did a thing <laughs> on Tuesday, Wednesday. I don't remember. When we recorded t- yeah,
0: Tuesday,
2: Tuesday, Tuesday. Yes,
1: we did a recording called Let's Chat, and it's not going to be up on podcasts that I know of, right?
0: Lou? No, no. <laughs> it's like yeah, I think. Um, it, I think it came out to be like four and a half hours. Hmm. It
1: was us, the three of us that are here, just kind of playing the game. All in, Blue and I were in the same area for a little while, playing the she, game, she abandoned chatting. Me yes i did because you were not doing what i wanted you to do and i'm kind of a control freak like that
2: um, or because you're a new monarchy
1: that's not or what something that was... i don't know blue that's... did not stay in the edz long enough for me to get my tokens you know this because is going to be a one trying to sabotage my next... new monarchy and i was on i was on xbox so i was on future war cult so your your theories all just thrown out of the facts um, <laughs> um, Science! science <laughs> Instead of factoids, it's facts. Um, But we recorded that. It's on YouTube. It's Mm -hmm. kind of a fun little talk about the idea of uh, retrocon continuity. or
3: Retroactive uh, Retroactive continuity. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
1: Redcons. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: it's a really good discussion about the nature of them in general, as well as talking about the major ones that have come up quote-unquote, come up in Destiny over the last couple of years. So if you would like to see that, it's over on our YouTube channel. It's super relaxed. We're playing games. You can actually see the games instead of the static image, like if you're uh, watching the the podcast streams. But I, I would like to ask if you guys liked something like that for, I think we're going to, kind of looking forward to doing something more like that every once in a while, Mm -hmm. just a let's chat where we discuss something very broadly while we're gaming, rather than these really focused fire chats where we're diving really intensely into a topic. Um, Just so let us know either in feedback on discord or Twitter or on the YouTube channel as comments, what you think of that. If you'd like to see more of that, that's kind of, it's not really a PSA. It's just more of an announcement. Second announcement, we won our first round. For those of you keeping track of our PvP tournament, we played right before the show tonight and won our first round. So we're moving to round two. We may have PvP lost
2: tour. round two by the time you hear this.
1: Yes, we may have done that. Or we may have won the whole tournament by that time. Maybe. You never know. But um, the I think the t-shirt for the Pod Clash PvP tournament, which is all the proceeds from that T-shirt are going to go to St. Jude. Mm
3: -hmm. So
1: I believe the T-shirt's going to remain up for a while after the tournament, and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have Blue put it in show notes. It's a really cool-looking... Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. It's a really cool-looking T-shirt that I believe Hatchy Dave put together.
0: Yes, Hatchy Dave did, yeah.
1: And it's super amazing looking. If you would like to support the PodClash slash St. Jude, you can purchase a t-shirt or you can also just straight up donate. There'll be like a donate thing if you've already missed it. Hello, future people. Um, if you already missed the tournament, there I don't know how long that uh, thing will be open, but we are in the month of giving for GuardianCon slash mm-hmm. St. Jude's fundraiser. So whether you're giving to this tournament or you're giving to the Guardian Con as a whole or somebody else's fundraiser for St. Jude, uh, the community did a really, really amazing, and I'm almost cursed right there, a really amazing job raising money for St. Jude, which is actually a really good charity that actually uses the money the way that they say they're going to use it. It's not going to CEOs. It's not lining people's pockets. It's literally keeping that hospital running.
2: I can uh, attest to it, as I've said a few times, because like I said, uh, they've helped my family a lot. Uh, So anything that you guys can give to them, you can consider it a personal favor for me as
1: well. Yeah, so if you can give to any of those things, it would be amazing. This is a charity that I am a hundred percent behind, and there's a few that I'm like, uh, I'm not sure where this money's going. But this one, I've donated to multiple times. If you could help in any way, shape, or form, whether you are just there supporting the streams that are doing it, or you're actually able to financially give something, that's amazing. Or even just spreading the word.
0: Yep, I was gonna say it's even even spreading cool. even just spreading the word, because you never know your your sharing of information could lead someone to even finding out about it and that Read. that person could be the person that helped. you know i mean it it's it's just yeah any little bit helps it doesn't have to be a monetary contribution at all
1: exactly um, that's for me
0: and yeah i was going to say we have gotten a really actually pretty good response so far from the let's chat um a tip for anyone who is still still listening to us if you go over to that youtube video i have actually bookmarked the starting point of the actual conversation inside that video because like i said it, it was it was us playing uh, destiny so obviously it was not like a, a podcast where we have a hard stop or you know an easy beginning um and so a lot of the gameplay is still on there uh i actually offered to trim it down to or try to trim it down to just the the conversation and I got a pretty resounding don't touch it um, <laughs> from a number of people so I was like oh, that's easy I mean it's easy for me I was trying to you know I was like oh, I can try to cut it down because it's like four and a half hours I don't want to make you guys feel like you have to watch it all but I, I was told quite quite repeatedly and quite vehemently not to touch it um, so it's, it's up there it. Yeah, go for it. I what?
2: will. I will probably end up having a edited version of it. Right. Yeah. I and I was gonna. I was audio, gonna say. So. Yeah.
0: I was gonna say. Um, Beard is going to be probably taking bits and pieces of it. Uh, if you guys want to look for that as well. Um, but yeah, it was a ton of fun. We've gotten a great response from it. Um, and I think I think it's just it's it's a nice way for us to kind of get uh, get out from Press. behind get get out from behind the. Uh, the, the mics and kind of get a little bit more yeah get a little bit just more of a conversation going it's it's easier True. for that to happen but um so yes definitely look forward to doing more of those um other than that uh if you are heading to guardian con next month we'll start probably having these more often in the Yay. shout outs let us mm-hmm. know either over on twitter or in our discord server um so that we can be sure to try to try to get everyone organized. We are um,
1: totally going to be there. Yes, uh, we
0: are going to be there. Beard has confirmed that he found out how to buy tickets. So
1: Yes, he has uh, an mm-hmm. air flight and he has a place to stay. Now mm-hmm. all we need to do is figure out how to get him to the airport on time.
0: Yes. There's a pirate boat taxi. Yes. Re- really?
2: There's a Can
1: water taxi. There's a water taxi. Yeah. A a
0: taxi. yeah. <laughs> we might We might have uh, offered it as a as a way to get Justin to come
2: Oh, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say because there's like water snakes and everything in the well there's and, there's um, that
0: too but you know I mean
2: that would that would uh that would make anybody want to go to Florida right uh, you're right so, yeah
0: alligators yeah. and pirate Boy. taxis
3: <laughs> Yeah. Um, so,
0: but we'll uh Hi. <laughs> we're gonna probably stay around for a bit of an after show as always And, um, so we'll just run through a pretty basic outro and we'll see you guys next week. With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv focusfirechat. Links to our episode archives can be found at www.focusfirechat.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments or questions for our team concerning the podcast and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. Also, be sure to check out all of our amazing partner podcasts within the Guardian Radio Network over on theguardiansofdestiny.com. So until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright.